Welcome to The Platform. I'm your host, Chad Balthrop, and we're doing our devotionals together every Monday through Friday. Right now, we're in the book of 2 Thessalonians. Today, we're reading 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. And it's really a continuation of the thought that we talked about yesterday. I'm going to read verses 3 through 5, and then I'll talk about the verses 1 and 2 before it and how they connect. Verse 3 begins like this. But the Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you both, that you do and will do the things we command you. Now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Now, remember yesterday, uh, we read verses 1 and 2. I'll read those again. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the, that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified, just as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for not all have faith. And remember yesterday we said, wouldn't it be interesting if the way God delivers us from unreasonable and wicked people is by us being, by allowing us to be instruments of grace in their life so that through the words we use and the actions we choose, that God would use the testimony and the story of our faith to transform the lives and the minds of unreasonable and wicked people, that God would involve us in his plan to bring someone to their senses. And that, that would be, that's one way that God could deliver us from people like that. Now, certainly God can deliver us from people like that by separating us from them, but he could also use us as instruments of his grace to help transform their lives so that they no longer are unreasonable. Weren't we those people before we placed our faith in Christ? Weren't we the unreasonable and wicked people? And someone, God used someone as an instrument of grace in our lives? And then as the thought continues about how you could pray for Paul, because Paul is asking for these prayers, how you could pray for one another or pray for yourself, he says, but the Lord is faithful. This is verse three, but the Lord is faithful. So whether you're delivered from the unreasonable and wicked people or not, whether that deliverance comes through separation or through salvation, whichever one it is, whether that happens or not, the Lord is faithful. And here's what he's going to do. He will establish you and guard your heart from the evil one. That word establish, I think, is a very interesting word. It means that you'll be able to take your next step with confidence. I can remember uh, I was hiking once, and we were on the side of this giant, it felt like a giant mountain, but I'm sure it was really nothing more than a hill, but it felt like every step that I took was uncertain because the there were so many small rocks underneath my feet. Every time I put my foot down, uh, it felt like the 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 land just kind of fell away underneath the weight of my foot. And so every step I took didn't feel like it was established. And so I was very slow and I was very methodical and very scared <laughs> out of my mind because I'm afraid of heights. And it just was one of those moments where it just didn't feel like I could move because my steps were not established. Well, right here, the Lord is faithful. He will establish you. He will make it so that your foot, every step of faith you take, you can take with confidence. You place your foot down, you place your weight on it, and you just keep going, not because you're so strong, not because you're so agile or so smart or so wise or so godly, but simply because it is the Lord who is faithful and he is establishing your steps. And beyond that, he's guarding you from the evil one. And then verse four, and we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, both that you do and will do the things we command you. You know, that idea that we would simply be obedient to our heavenly father 
is an important one. That really is what your next step of faith is all about. Your next step of faith is nothing more and nothing less than a step of obedience. If God says move, you move. If he says stop, you stop. If he says wait, you wait. If he says speak, it's time to speak. And when you speak, speak words of life. Well, how do I know what those are? Well, that's what devotions like this are all about. Discovering the heart and the mind of God through his word so that my mind and my heart are filled with his word. And when I'm under pressure, when I'm squeezed, what comes out of me isn't simply me. It's it's better than that. It's the word of God living in me and through me. And I, I do think it's interesting that he's not simply saying, and we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, both that you do and will do you know, what God commanded you to do. It's that you'll do the things that we commanded you to do. This is such a challenging topic for people, but there is something admirable about submission. The idea that I would recognize those people who have a a, a responsibility to me, and because of their responsibility to me and for me, they have a kind of authority with me. And it's not the kind of authority that comes from conscription. It's not the kind of authority that comes because someone's better than me. It's simply because they are in a position of responsibility that means someday they're going to stand before God and give an account for the things they taught me and the things they said to me and the way they treated me. And because they're going to give an account to God for that, then they have a responsibility to me and for me. And now I have a responsibility to them and for them. And and being submissive to their word is an important thing. Now, that's hard. It's hard because we're all naturally rebellious and we all want to do what we want to do without anyone on the outside pressing us or pushing us. But in this generation, it's harder for another reason. As an American, as someone who grew up in Oklahoma, we love that rugged determinism, that rugged individualism that I'm my own man and I can do what I want when I want the way I want. And there's nobody who can tell me what to do. And those are that that there's a kind of admirable quality to that, that that we as Americans, we definitely celebrate and we, we love that. And we, we look on submission as though submission is weakness, but I really don't think it is. I think it's related to meekness. I think it's related to that idea of power under control. It's this idea that, yes, I absolutely could stand up and do what I want when I want the way I want, but there's something honorable and noble about me taking all that power and surrendering it so that I might serve something bigger than and better than myself. That I would submit to my heavenly father because he's worthy of the whatever authority, whatever power, whatever wisdom, which in all honesty for me isn't that much. But whatever it is I have for me to say, God, whatever I have, I'm just going to simply surrender it to you, whether that's my will or my mind or my emotions, whether it's my stuff or my tithe or my, uh, you know, my actions or my day or my time, whatever it is, God, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to give that to you. And I want to do that for your glory and for your pleasure. And then to recognize that there are some people, my pastor is one, my, the church council, the elders of our church. Those are people that I submit to and I do it gladly and I do it willingly. And I do that because I want to be able to take whatever power and authority and responsibility I have 
And I want to wield that in a way that someday, on the day that those elders stand before God and give an account for me, for the things they taught me, for the things they told me, for the way they encouraged me, for the way they prayed for me, on the day that they give an account for my life, I want them to be honored that they were given responsibility over me. And I want to be able to do that for my own family, for my own kids. You know, we think about that with children, that our children are supposed to obey your parents. Children, you're supposed to honor your father and mother. They're supposed to surrender their power and authority to their parents in order to honor their parents or to obey their parents. On the day that I give an account for my kids before God, I want to be able to say with a smile, look at what you did, God, through my kids and with my kids, because I was able to successfully teach them how to walk in your ways, how you could establish them in their steps. I want to be able to, I can do that right now today. I want to be able to end our days being able to do that. And it, it just doesn't work as well if they don't listen and if they don't obey and if they don't follow, not because of conscription, not out of, not because, not because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, going to ground them or whatever, but simply because they they have this desire. They have this desire to honor God by honoring those who are responsible for them before God. And we can be those people too. We can be those people with our pastors, with our leaders. There's a time, there's a time when we ought to stand up to our leaders. There's a time when we ought to pick up the authority and the power that we have in order to correct those who are in authority or have responsibility over us. There's a time for that, but there's also a right way for us to do that. And so let's be careful. Let's be careful to be like the Thessalonians. Uh, Paul was able to say, I am confident. I'm confident that you will do, that you are doing, and that you will do the things that we commanded you. And then verse five, now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. And so let's pray that back to our Heavenly Father. Father, would you direct our hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ? Thank you so much that you are faithful and you will establish and guard us. You will establish our steps and you'll guard us uh, from the evil one. And I pray that we would be those people that would learn the joy of submission, that we would learn the joy of taking the authority and the power and the wisdom and the resources that you've entrusted to us that we would learn the joy of taking all of that and using it on behalf of those who have spiritual responsibility for us. Help us to do that. And then help us when it's time for us to be the one who is responsible for someone else, help us to lead and to serve those people well, so that on the day we give an account for their spiritual well-being, we can be honored by the fact that we were able to serve and to lead them. So, Father, thanks for allowing us to be a part of this process. Help us to follow you closely in in each and every moment. We love you, Father, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for listening today. Uh, You can catch future episodes of this podcast by simply subscribing to the platform. You can help us connect with other people by liking, sharing, or commenting on this episode. And you can always catch uh, more episodes similar to this uh, through our partner podcast, A Follower of One. It's available everywhere podcasts are found. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the platform.